Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Great. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. The cocktail of the week this week is called the Storm Surge. <laughs> this is a cocktail I invented myself yesterday. That's excellent. In yeah. the middle of the storm surge, which Inspired we will talk about. Inspired by the actual storm surge. Yeah. A, uh, a coconut washed up in our yard in the storm surge. And I cracked it open and it made like a whole glass of coconut water. Usually you just get a little bit. And this was like, here, no, I've got a ton. It's great. Uh, From some neighbor with a bigger coconut palm. <laughs> well, at least it, a coconut palm that made bigger coconuts. Mm. Um, also, like a dozen key limes got locked off, knocked off the tree. So this drink is one ounce of coconut water. If you don't have a fresh coconut, you can just buy coconut water. Two ounces of Key West Legal Rum coconut, green coconut rum. If you don't have that, you can buy it online. Just like Google Key West Legal Rum and they sell it now. So you can like order a bottle and have it shipped to you. Highly recommended. So good. Three ounces of pineapple juice. Squeeze of lime. Give it a little stir. You don't even have to shake this. Just put it all in a glass. Stir it up with some ice. And then top it with club soda. Like say three ounces of club soda. So it's a little bit of lime, pineapple juice, coconut rum, and coconut water, club soda. So it's a little fizzy. It's kind of tart. It's delish. Sounds good, although it might taste better with a bunch of anxiety about a flooded yard. Well, I mean, it's definitely somewhat effective against anxiety about a flooded yard. More drinks equals more effective. That's true. Less anxiety, <laughs> maybe. All right, so uh, we have a number of things to talk about this week. They're largely going to center around Hurricane Ian, which did not hit us anywhere near as hard as it hit Fort Myers and everybody up there. So we're just going to talk about what happened here, but don't take it as us minimizing the much worse damage that they got up there. Friggin' Ian was a, a butt kicker of a storm. So uh, I got back this weekend or this past weekend from my like week-long trip to Seattle and our plan was to send out all the medals this week and the mail has not been happening. Oh, is this administrative corner? Because I'm, I'm in for this. Ingo, this I'm sorry. I did not label this. Let's do administrative corner. Because <laughs> I love administrative corner. I need a little heads up so I can <laughs> properly adjust my, you know, hormones and my motivation and my, yeah, serotonin. Yeah. Uh, so I printed all of the labels. I'm looking right now, looking. I got my eyes on a stack of 450 labels. It does look more than, like, more than a stack of cards. It's a lot of labels. Mm -hmm. So anybody who bought more than one medal, which was like 30 people, I shipped yours. Like, Win. I did those first just so I did mix the labels Win. up. Um, everybody who ordered one medal, which is every like everybody else. Um, no judgment. That's normal. The mail hasn't been doing it hasn't been mailing because of the hurricane so i'm like i'm not gonna stuff labels or stuff envelopes there's no mail but now the mail has started again so we're gonna do it but the medals will not arrive to you by saturday because no we'd have to hand deliver and then we'd have to do a santa claus like you know light light year light speed defying run and if we have that power there's other stuff we could do with it <laughs> we could probably help more the world more stuff. yeah so yeah, medals late. Yep. Uh, but still, Operation Nacho Run is this weekend. It's October first, um, or whatever second, or you can do it on the thirtieth if you want to. 
you can either do a 5k or a six hour run which can be 0k it's just as far as you want to run you have six hours six continuous hours total or the voodoo new challenge <laughs> leave your house walk a very short distance lay down and refuse to go any further walk until you feel the no coming on <laughs> it's right. a very subjective thing channel your voods yes um and preferably on october 1st if you do it take a selfie of yourself laying down on the ground refusing <laughs> to go further and use hashtag no challenge so you could just do it like <laughs> no challenge but if you want to do the umlaut um if you just like on your phone like just hold down on the o It'll pop up a list of all the decorated O's, and there's one with the umlaut on there. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Hashtag new challenge. I've that's always had to for. have the German keyboard, and then it leads to very bad autocorrects. Oh, my God. It is so hard to type onto your dad's phone. you telling me. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. also, like, the Z and the Y are switched, oh, and, yeah. like, it's smooshed. Um, and it, everything is capitalized. Yeah, no kidding. But anyway, that that is this weekend. Um, I was going to do mine on Sunday in London at the London Marathon. And then last week I was like, I cannot. Like, I just spent a week in Seattle and there's this hurricane. And I was like super anxious. I was up until like three in the morning one night. Just so, so stressed about this. And I was like, when I booked this trip, like I used all my miles and I booked myself like this first class pod because I hadn't gone anywhere during COVID, so I had all these miles. And so it was going to be this super, like, fun, luxurious first-class trip over to England. And London's such a fun destination. I love London so much. I had this great hotel reserved. I get to run the marathon, and I was just so stressed about it. And I was like, the whole point is this is supposed to be, like, a great, like, let's celebrate doing this cool marathon. Yeah, and it felt like a chore for you. Yeah, and... I was like, maybe I can come back a day earlier because I had left myself a day to just like hang out. And I was like, this is dumb. What am I giving up? And it's like, well, I'm giving up this spot in the race, which was like my 2020 spot in the race. And, you know, I could do it again, but it's going to be hard. And I found out they have like a ridiculously reasonable policy where like up until the day before the race, you can if you haven't deferred before, you can just defer to the next year. Like, that's it. You can just defer to the next year. It's very, like, European. <laughs> it's so reasonable. No races let you do this. And I was like, so the only reason I'm really sticking to this plan, like, the flight's refundable. The hotel is cancelable. The race I can defer to next year, which might even be in the spring. I think it's normally a spring race. Maybe not, but what it doesn't matter. Yeah. Why don't we do that? So, like, three in the morning, I was like, fuck it. And I like pushed, I canceled my flight. I pushed the defer button. I canceled my hotel and I have been relieved ever since then. Yeah, you've been on, but also you haven't really had time to be relieved because of the storm. Yeah, which we'll talk all about. To be honest. Um, but we're running, like Ingo and I are running the Chicago Marathon the weekend after next. So it's not even like I don't get to run a marathon. So I might do the new challenge. And I was going to do like the full six hour run. But since we're doing the Chicago Marathon the next weekend, I may just do the new challenge. You should be tapering. Yeah. The new is a I real mean, taper. Any normal person should be tapering. You can do whatever you want. I can. We'll see what I feel like doing this weekend. Yep. Anyway, um, so the medals, I'm going to start putting labels on those tomorrow. The labels are all printed. We just need to slap them on the envelopes and stuff them. So they're going to go out in batches. They will all go out before Monday. Uh Bleh. 
I know. Because we're going up to Maryland, so we have, that'll come up in the next thing. Um, but there you go. Uh, if So if you didn't get a medal, you can still totally do the Voodoo Challenge this week. And if you look at our pinned tweet on Twitter, it has a link to a page where you can print yourself a little like race bib. You can put in a number or whatever. You can put your name on it. You can put whatever you want. Just type it in the box and it'll make you a little bib and you can print it out. And if you run with a bib, people will leave you, will respect you and leave you alone. Yeah, they'll be like, oh my God, you're running a race. And you can be like, I am running for six hours. And they'll be like, oh my God. And you'll be like, I know. Even if you're just running a mile. You can just say I'm running a six hour race and then it's totally vague. You can say you're running an ultra marathon because somebody is <laughs> going to run six hours and it'll be like 26.3 miles and that counts. You can pretty much say whatever you want. You can also say... <laughs> you could also just lie. You just say, get stuffed and <laughs> stop talking to me. Your, yeah. bib, your bib could say, stop talking to me. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. It's worth a try. Probably won't be observed by the people you want it to be observed by, but it's worth a try. True facts. All right. So, dog updates. Um, <laughs> it's It's been a fucking week, you guys. We're missing that. one. I keep counting, and I think there's only five, Jen. Jen, so, we only have five dogs. <laughs> we do. Nacho is at camp. <laughs> yes. So Ingo on, when did you leave? Monday? Monday morning. This is actually Fucking not fuck. good anymore. It's too much. It's too much. So on Ing, um, Nacho head camp, is at camp. He's at sleepaway camp. Boot with camp. He's being, it's penal. It's a penal colony. It's He's not. being penalized for being a puppy. This is not true. He's <laughs> having such a good time and they're so nice That's to him. That's true. He is swimming and stuff. Um, so Nacho is at camp. He started on Tuesday and he will be at camp. We're going to pick him up Wednesday morning next week. So he's doing like a solid week plus a day at camp. Um, we had thought he was only going to go to camp through Sunday, but Michael, the trainer, like he was going to go on vacation and he delayed it a bit. So we're staying, we're like every moment with Michael is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Nacho is at camp. And he's doing sleepaway camp so he can kind of maximize his time with Michael. And also, we were not going to be in Maryland for this week. Uh, dear Dad took him up there but is not there. So it's great. It's a little sad. Like, I have a webcam into his room and he just kind of sleeps there like a little croissant. I think he gets very tired because he's being s extremely stimulated all day. True. Um, but anyway, camp started on Tuesday. So he had to get to Maryland for camp and Ingo drove him. Yeah, so I left on Monday morning and got in on Monday night. No, he got morning. in on Tuesday morning. <laughs> <It was a laughs> yeah. like there two, was a right? delay. Otherwise, I was heading. I was ETA was one, but then there was some construction somewhere or some accident somewhere where I lost an hour. Yeah, but you just drove straight through. Was it 19 hours total? Ugh, I don't know. 18? I don't want to think about it. It was a very long it time. Was from from six to two, so I guess. Ugh, that's 18 terrible. hours. Yeah. Oh my god. So Ingo is a hero. He but Nacho was a little angel in the car. He's a very good. I mean, we knew this, but he knows this. He <laughs> he was sort of introduced to us via long car rides. A fun thing about Nacho in the car is that um, all of our cars have like the hammocks, the dog hammocks in the back, right? So they clip over the headrests of the front seat and the back seat, and you kind of belt them in. So they like cover the foot area. Yeah. The, so yes. They cover the back seat and they cover the bench and then the place where your feet would go, it kind of covers that. Hops, stop making that noise. I'm putting you on the porch. Stop it. Um, and then they kind of clip onto the back of the front seats. And Nacho likes to wedge himself into the place where your feet would go. So he's just hanging 
in he's the actually in using the it as a hammock. Yeah. He's he just he's like this is great, and he like zoop, sinks down in there. <laughs> he thinks it's awesome. Yeah, he does sleep well in there. He, he's very he's he's a very good passenger. So you guys road tripped up on Monday. Yep. And Hurricane Ian was coming. And on Tuesday, Nacho got dropped off at camp. And if you're a super follower of Patreon, you're seeing the vi- the videos of him getting trained. And he's doing a great job. And uh, Ango's like, I want to come home. And I was like, yeah, good fucking luck, man, because there's a hurricane here. <laughs> and it's going to be here for like three days. I'm just going to drive back. And Jen's like, look at this track. Look at where 95 is. And it intersects. And that's I'm, not good. I'm like, what are you, dumb? Like, you're going to drive back and you're going to be driving under a hurricane. That's kind of what you said. Are you dumb? Do you know how long that's going to take? Like, that's the truth. You cannot drive 70 miles an hour down 95 if there's 40 mile an hour winds and it's raining like two inches an hour. Like, yeah. it's going to take you forever. And, and Good so, points all. So I was like, look, we can get you a refundable ticket for $50 more than a regular ticket. So let's see if you can fly back here. Because we are all, all of all humans and dogs are going to Maryland next week. So it's like, you can just leave your car in Maryland because we're going there in like five days. So we bought you a ticket for Wednesday, which was canceled because the Key West Airport closed on Tuesday for the storm, which I'll talk about. And it was closed yesterday for the storm. And so then I'm like, all right, well, you want to come home on Wednesday and Key West Airport's not going to be open. So you could fly to Miami. Well, first I they offered me the option to reschedule that so Wednesday morning flight, right? So I just moved that on the app to Thursday morning. To Thursday. But you wanted to come home. You were very anxious to get back here. Well, yeah, because you're all here alone battling the elements. So he got here 12 hours earlier than if he had just taken that rescheduled flight. <laughs> and... <laughs> But he really wanted to get back. He was like, I understand. I do shit like this. So we got him on a flight to Miami that landed at 8 p.m. Except it landed at like 8.30 because they had to fly around the hurricane. Wednesday, Still on Wednesday. On yeah. Wednesday. And then you rented a car in Miami and drove the three hours. So you got home at midnight last night as opposed to getting in at 11.30 in the morning today. It was really nice to be able to spend the night here. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad you were home. And we hadn't seen each other all last week. It was so. nice to wake up here instead of waking up in maryland and then flying here and then getting here at eleven thirty. yep i don't regret that no you did a good job so um so anyway nacho's at camp he's doing a good job michael is teaching him stuff i am very excited for what a good dog he's going to be when yep. he comes back great recall yeah uh they're teaching him place which i'm really excited about so if somebody comes to the door you can go place and he's going to run over to the bed and sit down and stay in it until you tell him to get out we got to figure out his place, right? Bed or crate or what? Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so that's Nacho. It's good. We should just hire Michael to stay here and take care of him. Like <laughs> tell the dogs what to do because they listen to him. He's very intuitive. He's, He's a very so good, good trainer. Uh, he could just tell them what to do and then they'd listen and then we wouldn't have problems. And be like, Michael, make sure that Nacho doesn't swim away. And he'd be like, yeah. okay. So, so let's talk about the hurricane and the primarily the dog impacts, but we'll do the whole story. Yep. So Hurricane Ian was down south of Cuba, kind of chugging along all of last week. Forming and then chugging. It was just like a storm system. And then eventually it got like a number and then it got a name. And on Monday, uh, kind of 
early Monday morning, it made landfall in Cuba and was like going north across the western edge of Cuba towards us. So we are not supposed to get directly hit by it. Um, I mean, the models were all over the place last week, but like as they were kind of coalescing, all right, it's not going to hit the keys. And, and the forecast kept kind of getting weaker. So better we, for us, better for us. We were forecast to get like 25 to 30 mile, mile an hour winds, which is still breezy um, and a decent amount of rain from this storm. So Monday, the storm is like coming off of Cuba and it's chugging north at like 10 ish miles an hour. And we're 90 miles north of Cuba. And uh, so CB had a pretty anxious Monday night because there was some thunder, some thunderstorms. And sometimes even if it just rains really hard, he gets a little freaked out because he's like, that is a sound associated with thunder. Yeah. Same if he sees lightning. Mm hmm. Even the, the lightning isn't what scares him. It anticipates him of the thunder. Yep. So like Monday afternoon when we were having some rain, he was kind of stressed. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like we had talked about Brody going with Ingo to Maryland just so he wouldn't be here for the hurricane. There was a lot. I had a lot of back and forth about whether to bring Brody or not. And it's it was balancing the kind of discomfort that he has uh, he's not i mean he's big right he can't really stretch out in the car and i think it would be uncomfortable and for him it was would have been spend all day in the car on monday long day and then spend all day in the car driving back with yeah me. and it just like i didn't offer him much in exchange <laughs> <laughs> it would have just been uncomfortable for him for two long days and yeah no, and I think we both agreed it was right to not bring him. You, it was you were close, definitely though. going to. Yeah, I mean, it was close. We could, if either of us had really strong feelings, he, to bring him, he would have gone. But it turns out, of course, that would have screwed up the flying back too. So I would have yeah. been in Maryland longer, which you know would have been a whole different constellation. I would still be in Maryland right now. Yeah, because the hurricane's still there. The hurricane is still on the east coast. Still on the road. <laughs> so, uh so Brody ended up staying and on Monday afternoon I was like this is going to be a terrible 3 days <laughs> because he's just going to be freaked out the whole time. But no, Monday night we go to bed and I was exhausted cuz I'd been like hurricane prepping and I'd gotten back from this trip. And uh, and I'd been up early because I got up when you left at like six in the morning. That was not entirely. I didn't insist on that. No, no, no. It was I wanted to go back to sleep and I just couldn't. And everybody slept through the night fine. So Tuesday was the main day of the storm. So we woke up on Tuesday and um, it had rained a lot. So we got about seven inches of rain total, I think. And it had rained a lot and it was quite windy you know probably 20 25 mile hour winds on tuesday morning and that's sort of what we had been forecast to get and it was going to last for like a day and a half we're just because the hurricane was basically a hundred miles off to the west in the gulf and it was just going to go straight up from cuba so we'd get the kind of eastern part of it from the top all the way down to the bottom but it's going to be way off to the west so we're it's not going to get super windy but we're going to kind of catch the outer edge of it and so that's what's going on on Tuesday. And we'd have some bursts of really heavy rain and then it would be windy and okay, like that's what it was. And the yard kind of filled with water the way it does. Lake Queso yeah. in the front yard. Yeah. F you know, ex everything expected. And, and then by like late in the day, it starts getting windier 
And I was like out on the dock and like the neighbor's palm trees are kind of bent and like pointing <laughs> one direction. I was like, that's definitely faster than 25 <laughs> mile an hour winds. And uh, and I was in class on Tuesday night and and I was like, you guys, it's really dramatic out there. Like they they know that I'm in Florida and someone was like, is everything OK? And I was like, let me like on the break, we take a break in the middle of class. I was like, let me take you guys outside. It was like dark. But I just open the door and the door like, phoom, like flies <laughs> open and, and it's just like, and like the trees are flying everywhere. They're like, oh, my God. I was like, I know. So I look into like normally I just check the Key West weather. But I look at the weather. Um, there's a weather station on Kudjo Key, which is the next island up from us. And it's 60 mile an hour winds with gusts to 70, which is exactly what it felt like out there. There were times, I mean, like I could see the front door kind of moving and I went out a few times and there'd be these big gusts of wind and my body just like contracted like, oh no, like this is very dangerous. It's like sticking your head out of a car, moving car. It was really scary. Um, And, and, you know, we're like the only ones down here right now because all the snowbirds are like up at their other places so all of our neighbors are like um is anything going on with <laughs> our house i'm like you got a lot of texts they did a lot of tours of a lot of people's houses for them on video uh but it was very dramatic on tuesday night so the 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 storm just tracked much further east than they thought so it did not hit the keys it was i think it was about 50 miles off key west it's just such a big storm it's huge and it came a lot closer to us than they thought not you know we absolutely didn't it didn't make eye fall it didn't um the eye didn't make landfall it didn't get anywhere close to us compared to like you know what you saw on the west coast but it was a lot closer than they thought it was going to be so the winds were like three times as fast as they had forecast and uh and yeah it was very dramatic so wednesday morning we get up and i go out and it's like all right well the yard is a mess like there's a lot of branches that have blown off trees a lot of just leaves that have blown off the trees do the tour of all the neighbors houses like all right like this palm tree fell down like these you know a lot of big palm fronds are broken which is like one leaf but it's like a 10 foot long leaf (laughs) yeah palm fronds are are giant yeah Yeah, i'm pulling i was like i'll pull these stuff this stuff out of your pool for you and uh and it's still windy. It's not as windy, right? It's probably 30 or 35 mile an hour winds. But they're like, the storm surge is going to come on Wednesday. Now, Key West had gotten storm surge on Tuesday, like the third highest storm surge ever in history in Key West, which did not put the island underwater, uh, but they weren't expecting nearly as much flooding as they got. So there were a lot of flooded spots. We didn't really have any other, you know, we got some flooding from rain which we always get but the ocean didn't come into the yard but they're like the storm surge is gonna come and so i'm like obsessively looking for data but they don't give you storm surge forecasts like they'll tell you you know you're gonna get like 0.37 inches of rain or whatever right for storm they're real surge, precise they're like, about that there's gonna be some <laughs> at some point like you don't know what day Depends on where you are <laughs> You don't know how much. You don't know when it's going to peak or go away. Like, it's just like, yeah, there will be some storm surge at some point. <laughs> like, that's it. It's just like, meh. <laughs> Here, like, there's this thing that will happen at some storm point. Storm surge is basically like the wind blows the ocean at your house. But it's not like waves. The ocean actually gets higher. It's like, it's like a lump. 
It's like a lump. It's like a tide, but made by a storm instead of the moon. Yeah. So it pushes all the water together into a lump mm-hmm. and then pushes that onto the land. So we knew the the storm surge kind of follows the bottom of the hurricane in this case. I don't know that that's always the case, but in this case, it's like the hurricane's going to go past. So the hurricane was up north, uh, you know, was making landfall in Fort Myers. And we've got the bottom end down here, which is bringing with it this lump of water. And we're supposed to get, I think, one to three or two to four feet of storm surge was the forecast. So normally the water in the ocean outside of our house is at a certain level. And on like Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, it was about a foot higher than that. It was way high up close to the bottom of the dock. Like it was like super tide. I'm like, that's very concerning. (laughs) But it's not coming in. No, because it was like there was probably four or five inches left for it to the seawall. Of the seawall. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay, it's going to come up a bit. And, you know, even though your yard looks level, like it's not level. Right. So I'm like, it's got a ways to go. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll there's nothing to do. Let's just see what happens. And so Tuesday at like noon, the water is kind of lapping at the top of the seawall. And then at like one, it's sort of like, you know, there's a big wind blowing directly in. So the waves are kind of lapping over the top of the seawall. And I was like, all right, well, this is the thing, right? It's going to be what it is. And and then it just keeps coming. So sometimes <laughs> storm surge, rising. storm surge will sometimes come in very fast where over the course of like 10 minutes the water is like five feet high and your house is flooded like it can come incredibly fast this was much slower than that um but it was persistent so it like (laughs) comes over the seawall and then all the sand is covered and then all the gravel is covered and then like the side of the yard like towards our neighbors is lower than the rest of the yard so that's kind of filling up and at some point i'm like i need to move the rv because there's a lot of water over on that <laughs> side so i kind of moved it to the front yard i'm like the water has to go farther there uh and the water keeps coming up it keeps coming up and soon the whole underside of the house is flooded and i was talking to ingo on the phone i was like uh, okay so like the whole backyard is kind of underwater but the front's fine i look out the front door and i was like never mind it's not <laughs> here it comes into like i can see it just flowing into the front yard um you had said like if the neighborhood were a levee we were the hole in the levee yeah because <laughs> all of our none of our neighbors had anything like this our entire yard except for like the little hill with the citrus trees was underwater and it went out into the street and all the way down the block, both directions, <laughs> like the water just came through our yard. Uh, it's not because of our seawall. It's because like we're just sort of like a dip in the like we're the lowest property on the block. So it's where the water is going to come. So at some point, I, I mean, I was out there a lot. I told Ingo, I'm like, I think I went through 10 changes of clothes because I'd like change. And then eventually I'd go outside and it's salt water. Right. So like I'd get wet. My body would get wet. My clothes would get wet. I'd have to come back in, like change my clothes, wash my legs off to get the salt off. And then I'd go back outside 20 minutes later. Um, There's one point that I'm just like standing out in the yard, calf deep in water. And there's just waves like rolling in (laughs) under the house. It's just like. Yeah, it did look like the ocean. It It was like the ocean was in our yard. It was wild. So it did 
eventually get into our little enclosure room downstairs but not much like half an inch maybe an inch of water down there at the very end it's like our shed yeah my treadmill's in there and my treadmill would be dead if it got sunk in water but it didn't it just the feet of it got wet so Even it was the fridge fine. still works yeah yeah it didn't get up that high um but i had to turn the elevator off because the elevator shaft also was full of water and i'm like i'm not going to bring the cab down like the electronics are all high up but i would have to have submerged the cab into water because that was on the deeper spot right there was like a foot of water in there or more yes that's that's right i mean there would have been a like yeah like the whole little ramp up into the elevator was quite a bit underwater six inches or so you're calf deep in the elevator yeah so i'm like i'm not gonna try to lower the elevator down into the flooded elevator shaft but brody of course the dude who can hold it forever (laughs) in this like six hour span was like twice i really need to go out and so i let him out he go down the stairs okay but he won't go up the stairs so the first time i'm like all right we got to go up the stairs and he's like no and i was like we have to and he's like no i'm gonna wait for the water to flood me up (laughs) so i get water i'm like start so he gets his like two feet on the step and then i have to take his front two feet and like lift his body up and put them on the next step and then lift his butt up and put it on the first step and then lift his chest up and put his next two feet on the next step and then lift his butt up on the next step and he doesn't like this so he's like trying to half sit down (laughs) part of the time he's like this sucks and i was like yeah it does could you just walk up the fucking stairs even if it hurts a little bit and he's like no (laughs) so we did this all 16 steps up to the top Ooh, i think that's a new crossfit discipline now oh my god the the brody push it was not fun and go i did not like it it sounds like a crossfit exercise so the second time he needed to go out and I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm getting the help him up harness so then I can support him and he will be able to walk up the stairs. Great idea. And instead he's like, no. So instead <laughs> of like me lifting up his chest, oh, like no. reaching under and then reaching under his butt, I'm just lifting his chest up with the harness and then lifting his oh. butt up with the harness. He wouldn't. He, he must wouldn't be do sore. It. I was exhausted and sore. This is a real workout. And, uh, and Hobbs also, Hobbs is perfectly capable go- of going up the stairs, but would not. So she had to go out once. And it's like they could do their business on the little hill because it was dry, but she wouldn't walk up the stairs. So I had to carry her. Mm. And at some point we have a generator, which we didn't have to use because we didn't lose power. But I was like, our brand new generator, it was my Christmas present to you, I think, <laughs> last year. I'm like, it can't get submerged in salt water. And it was in our, our little shed which was quite a bit underwater rapidly filling very much so um it was maybe knee deep over there and i was like i've got to get the generator out and you can it has handles that like unfold so you can kind of lift and wheel it around there's wheels on one side but it was under several feet of water so i'm like trying to wheel that thing out and it is heavy yep and i'm wheeling it through water and not just like the ground and the ground is like gravel and not like paved. I was exhausted. One of the little rubber things on the handle pulled off at one point. So I kept having to like jam it back on. And I, I wheeled it like all the way across under the house and then like wriggled it up onto the back patio and then up the little hill next to the citrus trees. And I was like, this is the hardest damn work <laughs> I've done in so long. You know, it was probably only like five minutes, but it was like so heavy and difficult to do. 
So it was a very informative experience of stuff that we're just going to do way ahead of time next time, even if it looks like we don't have to. Because I was like, we're not supposed to get that much storm surge. I'm not going to move the fucking damn generator up in the elevator when nothing's going to happen. And then it's like a pretty small shift and all of a sudden like there's a big threat. So. And in your defense, we didn't need the generator, right? It wasn't yeah. that, that thing didn't happen that we were thinking we'd need the generator for. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, thank goodness. You had air conditioning and water and power. Yeah, about a third of the people down here in the Lower Keys lost their power. Um, all like kind of little stuff, right? From like somebody's palm tree fell over and hit the line and then their block went out or whatever. Uh, but we were fine the whole time. So. Yeah, and they couldn't repair the utility poles when with 60 mile an hour wind. So it did take a while. Yeah, uh, like evening of Tuesday, they're like, look, the crews aren't going out until the weather improves. So... Feel free to call us if your power's out and we'll put you on the list because we want to fix you, but we got to wait till morning to kind of assess. So, but they were, I went out for a run on Wednesday morning and they were crews all over the place. They got everybody, like by noon, everybody was patched up. Yeah, Keys Power does a great job. Do you need to get up, Ingo? Just to give Guac his ball. <laughs> okay, I won't pause the recording. I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> so, anyway, we made it out fine um the yard was kind of a mess but like our lawn guy our lawn guy first showed up yesterday just to see if we were okay which was pretty nice to That's see if we needed nice. anything um and then he came today to do like the normal like cut the grass and everything <laughs> so that chopped up like all the weird debris in the lawn and then he did his like round of leaf blowing and it looks great again yeah it, the only thing is it was all under salt water so we'll see what dies next mm-hmm Pretty much everything here is like saltwater tolerant, though. We have all almost all native stuff or tropical stuff. So it all should be except our basil. Like I was you were still up in Maryland. So I was like, OK, like I think I'm going to have to move like our little potted plants, which is like our herbs and some other stuff. And then I go look and we have like three pots of basil and I'm like, oh, they're all withered and dead. And it was like, maybe they just need to be watered. I was like, no, they are black and shriveled into like little lumps i know <laughs> like, they, like roundup doesn't work as fast as, as no. the salt water did it just i think they got the salt water spray from the wind blowing in and that's all they <sighs> needed and they're like done black and gooey and just wilt wilted to nothing yeah they just they went from perfectly fine to absolutely science fiction dead looking <laughs> that's right it was it was not that i didn't water them no it, no it was it was the salt so uh, anyway, we made it through fine. So please send all of your good wishes to everybody up on the Gulf Coast because it's fucked up up there. Yeah. Do I we have dog updates besides Nacho being gone? Well, and that CB was an extremely good boy. These dogs just slept through the oh. entire three-day experience of the hurricane. They did not care. It was the most relaxed the household has been in a long time. Which which made me feel better about not taking Brody because he actually ended up calming down and made me feel good about taking Nacho because... Turns out things are a little more calm without him. Maybe things are a little more calm without you. Well, that's the next <laughs> stage of the controlled experiment. We're only changing. We change two variables. We'll we'll change one back and we'll see what happens. That's right. I mean, you're going to be here for five days and then we're all going up to Maryland next week. So the pod next week will be from Maryland with the whole squad in the original GR household. Yeah. And Nacho will be back. Yeah. Nacho will be 
hopefully grateful to be back and be super nice. Yeah, I hope he misses us. I miss him too. I think he misses us. Even though he's a pain in the butt. Here, here's his webcam. We can right see now. him on his webcam. He's on his little bed. Sleeping on his little bed. But he can't see us. He doesn't have a webcam for us. I think he's sleeping, so it's okay. Well, you know, maybe he'd watch more TV if he had a webcam. Maybe. Maybe. All right. For ramblings, uh, so, all right, I'm going to say, for Taste of the Keys, we have done Taste of the Keys with the Hurricane. For ramblings, which is also sort of Taste of the Keysy, Ingo, you have like a print newspaper story about Robert the Doll. Yeah, let me go get that. No, 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 I can, I can look it up. Oh. All right, Robert the Doll. I think is, it's in Keys Weekly. He's going to be on Discovery. Discovery Plus? Plus. I don't know. On a new Halloween show. The Curse of Robert the Doll. Dun, dun, dun. Coming September 30th. All right. So Shock Docs. That's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Shock Docs is a series on Discovery Plus, And it's kind of a, about horror stuff. There's one on the Amityville Horror House. There's a couple other ones. It's They're pretty good. They're independently made documentaries that get in as part of this series, Shock Docs. Oh, like 30 on 30? It's Yeah, kind of like that. Um so this is Shock Ducks, The Curse of Robert the Doll. And coming September 30th, unravel the mystery of the world's most haunted doll. <laughs> so we have talked about Robert the Doll um, a little bit on this podcast. We have a whole episode of Mysteries in Paradise about Robert the Doll. Yes. Who is cursed. And if you take his picture without permission, then he will ruin your life. Um, we have seen him in person. Did not take his picture. Did not take his picture. Um, but it's fun. It's like a creepy little story. Ingo thinks it's not creepy enough. I uh, think that the doll is more creepy than the story affiliated with it. Yes. So Ingo doesn't think it's all that creepy that your life gets cursed if you take a picture without permission, and the doll moves stuff around and changes his facial expressions. That's fine. Ingo doesn't think it's creepy. I think it's fine. Anyway, the origin story <laughs> is not that creepy. Okay. Uh. Anyway, tomorrow, Friday, September thirtieth. On Discovery Plus, you can watch The Curse of Robert the Doll and get a little taste of Key's life. Key's magic. Ghosty Key's life. Ghosty Key's magic. Spooky time. Halloween. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Um, Ingo, it's time for German Word of the Week and Ingo Corner. So the podcast is now turned over to your control. Are we doing ramblings too? This, I mean, that was ramblings, Robert the Doll. So oh, feel yeah. free to add into that. Yes, it turns out one of the things that happened during the storm, um, even though it wasn't that big a deal, this is going to have consequences and repercussions. There is one strip club in Key West, <laughs> and, it's, and it's on. it's got a badly good location. It's on the main drag, Route 1, that you used to drive in Truman Avenue. I mean, Duval is the main drag, well, but, but if the you're one driving You in. come in to Key West on Route 1, mm -hmm. um, and it's called Bear Assets. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's just, it's got a bit of, it's got a big sign and it's right there where you drive by it all the time if you're driving in or it's right near the government center. But anyway, and so that was like the first thing to get knocked over by the wind in Key West was the big sign and is now broken. Yep. And it, I think that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> now it does not have a sign. So that was good. Good damage. <laughs> good damage. The German word of the week is Brotschneidemaschine. I would have been disappointed if it wasn't Brotschneidemaschine. We got to address this, this issue that you were so disdainful of. 
<laughs> it wasn't disdainful. It means bread cutting machine. <laughs> and I think your comment was, what, you don't have knives in Germany? Because someone had tweeted like, oh, the Brotschneider machine. Everybody has this bread slicing machine, which is like a a circular saw in your kitchen yes. that you smoosh your bread on and it'll slice your bread. I mean, it looks Electric. like a, a deli meat slicer, right? Yeah. Where you slide the thing back and forth. Yes. And they're like, everybody in Germany has to have one of these. And and goes like, oh yeah, my grandma had one of those. And I was like... My grandma okay. had a hand cranked one. My mom had the electric version. Like, okay, so that's like cool. You can slice your bread. But like, wait a minute. I slice bread with a fucking knife. Do you not have knives in Germany that you have to have a Brotschneider machine? You don't have knives? You can't just slice, cut cut a couple slices? Oh no, the slices, it must be perfectly exactly the same size. The fact that you're even asking these questions and it tells me <laughs> that you just don't know German bread at all. Oh my God. It doesn't, what, a knife won't cut it? It's longer than the knife. What? The German breads are those big loaves those you big can oval move loaves. the knife you no, then it's all then you get all weird I'm hand gesturing then the surface gets all weirdly angled cuts and only if you marks. don't know how to use a knife i challenge you we'll get a german sourdough we have it i've cut them i've i'm the one who has sliced the ger giant german sourdoughs in this house this looks bad <laughs> it looks bad see if i ever make you a sandwich again plus in germany you make like 10 slices and put it in the little basket in the middle of the table. What, so you can't cut 10 slices of bread with a knife? You can't. Not good ones. They're all different cattywampus and they get all thick and thin. This is all consistently nicely sliced and even and easy to, to, to you can adjust the thickness, obviously. And my mom and my dad have a thing where she makes it real thin and he wants it real so thick. So wait, I'm sorry. They're not all the same size. You can adjust the slice thickness that you'd like <laughs> you can you can also do that with as a knife i just don't think you know <laughs> the process of course you could use a knife if you were camping and had nothing else what? or you know it's it's hard times but this machine does <laughs> such a good job and it's so easy to use oh my god kids can use it kids can use it it is an un this machine you know why nobody in america has this machine because it would be illegal because it is just a unguarded spinning blade well it's got to do the cutting how would it guard how would you guard it with you know what a, what a kid would do is cut the end of their finger off with mm. the Schneider machine surprisingly no protection they don't <laughs> or if they do it's fine we have health insurance <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. anyway Schneider machine it's it's a very common thing my my grandma had a hand cranked one like literally, no, if you're electric. hand cranking, why would you not just use a knife? Because it's even and the thickness is consistent through the entire long slice. This is like a foot and a half slice of bread. I know how big German bread is. Yeah, yeah. And I can cut it fine with a knife. Fine, yes. Fine is not exactly good. So you have this hand cranked machine if with my, a If you're guide. my Oma, if you're in the 50s, yes. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Now it's electric and it's easy. There's there's su stupid shit that every country does and this is one of the stupid when things that When that bread is fresh, do. it's like sticky and you can't cut it with a knife. You can cut it with a knife. Maybe you yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It can't 
be cut with a knife? Maybe you're happy with your cattywampus <sighs> bread splinters that you would call <laughs> slices. But ours are going to be real precise, real consistent, mm -hmm. very straight edges. Very German, very German. Easy to put butter on. Oh, no holes God. in the middle. No wadded up pieces of soft that's bread. not what happens when you oh. cut bread with a knife. If it's fresh, that's what happens. No. Oh, don't even. Oh you don't God. know. You don't know. I have cut fresh loaves of bread with knives before. The wonder bread? No. It's not the same. I don't make wonder bread. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Your white sourdough bread is I no match. I don't make sourdough bread. I don't like sourdough bread. All right. Well, fine. You make your little... <laughs> They're little square, they're little tiny what loaves are you of bread. What are about? <laughs> <laughs> the Brotschneid machine is the key to good bread slicing. Yeah, I mean, you say that, and yet we don't have a Brotschneider <laughs> machine in our house. It makes me sad. <laughs> I don't have the kind of rye bread that they have in Germany. Oh, my God. I've been looking for that for, it's been a quest. All right, you guys, if you have a bakery that will ship online, that ships good German rye bread, there is a that brot place was okay, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't as good as the German send, bread. Send send go a link. He does keep ordering bread, which I don't object to, but he keeps being disappointed in the bread that he <laughs> orders, which Maybe, makes me sad. I mean, if I'm German, I'm, I enjoy the disappointment. <laughs> if I were French, I'd complain more about it. Oh my god. <laughs> Any other stereotypes you'd like me to? I can go more into stereotypes. Nope. Why don't we move right. on to Ingo Corner? Brotschneider machine is the German word well, of the week. Well, clearly we've we've moved on into Ingo Corner already. I'm oh I'm already having to defend my peoples <laughs> to you. Everything we do is stupid. I'm just I'm not even saying that this is necessarily stupid. I'm just saying a knife will do it. Oh, also I don't know enough to um, counsel you on this, but you just discovered that in Germany kitchens don't stay with the house or the apartment you bring your own kitchen it's also dumb and i don't want to discuss it right you now you don't want to discuss it because you're angry. already angry about it we will discuss it later you're already <laughs> all right well then i got nothing <laughs> oh that's it fine no i don't i don't want to walk into this thicket of bread hate i i don't hate any bread that's good i don't either <laughs> okay um, all right, this is your last chance for Ingo Corner. Is there anything besides defending your people from my insults that you want to talk about? Um, I'm glad to be back with all the dogs except for Nacho. We're glad to have you too, and we miss Nacho C. Fry, and I'm looking forward to getting a well-trained Nacho C. Fry back next week. Yes, that'll be nice. We we'll just do a little click-click or teach him to go to his spot. Yeah, and you did a great thing by driving him up there. It was a lot of work, and I appreciate that you I did it. I think it was it had to be done. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, stay safe if you're in the path of the continuing oh, hurricane. Jeez, yeah, be careful. And until next week, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye. Bye.